Welcome to Bear Weather Fans, the official Bears podcast of the smartest, sexiest fans in all of football. Join myself, Patrick, Coach Bob, and Ed O'Bradabot as you listen to Bear Weather Welcome to Bear Weather Fans, your favorite Bears podcast. I am Patrick. Joined with us always is the beloved android, Ed Obradovich. Four to five drunken callers cannot tell the difference between him and the actual Ed Obradovich. Bradabot, how we doing? My God, get the kid out of the pocket. We've got five guys up front that can't block. All right, we might need to check his aggression sensors. I think they're miscalibrated. Uh, Coach Bob, how we doing? Doing well, doing well. I might have thrown off his calibration. He does have a uh, breathalyzer, you know, since he's robot, right. and I may have, I don't know, spilled alcohol on him. I don't know. I don't know if it's a bender from Futurama situation where there's like a minimum alcohol or, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Ed Abradabot, are you on any substances right now? And guess what? The mushrooms keep kicking our butt. Oh, okay. So, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a resounding yes. Okay. He is hallucinating. <laughs> Possibly watching a better offense. Um, yeah. So this is the Week 9 Bears preview episode. Uh, this is usually about how it goes. Uh, the Bears against the Steelers. Uh, I think they're at Steelers, I want to say. Um, I think they are in Pittsburgh as well. Cool, which cool. Sucks. Yeah, they'll be tough. Um, you know, well, hey, Bear Weather Travels, that, that's a thing, right? Um, absolutely <laughs> so we were talking the uh the Steelers are four and three this year um and then off mic coach Bob as he always does in every conversation brought up like 30 salient points one after another and I was like oh no we need to we need to in- introduce some of these um so you're kind of talking about the quality of those four wins for the Steelers uh do you want to elaborate on that yeah so like you know just looking at the game this week the Bears are pretty heavy dogs in this game Partly because they're on the road. Well, what um, is it bear if not a heavy dog? Good, good call. Good call. I mean, like, that's basically just what Akeem Hicks is, right? <laughs> um, he's either a bear or a heavy dog. Yeah. Um, so I, what I was saying, uh, which we've talked about before, is that the Bears at 3-5 and five are sitting here with Five, or four losses to top 10 teams or top 10 when we played them. Cause I, I will argue that the Browns, while they are not the same right now, when we played them, we're a top 10 team. And then, um, you know, our most recent loss to the 49ers would be like the lone exception of not losing to a pretty elite team. And, um, and then we have wins over top 10 teams. So just we've done nothing but play really good teams beaten who we're supposed to beat, maybe with the exception of San Francisco. Um, but uh, I honestly think, you know, we stole two. So if we dropped one to San Francisco, we stole two against Vegas and uh, who am I blanking on here? Uh, uh, Cincinnati. Sir, Bengals. And, uh, and the Steelers are, I don't know, like, you know, if you, if you, 
don't look too closely or you don't know the situation, which we talked about in our previous episodes this year, more than any other year, I feel like it really is. Who are you playing this week? Because, you know, this week's Cleveland Browns is not the Cleveland Browns of a month ago. Um, especially with quarterbacks going down. I mean, we're having major injuries across the NFL, the Titans who just look like they could potentially be monsters in the NFL just lost Derrick Henry. Is it for the season? I think it's for the season. I think it is. Yeah. I mean like that is, I mean, he is so huge for that team. Um, losing him they're they're nowhere near the threat they were, you know, a week ago when he was healthy. Um, we talked about, uh, Aaron Rodgers in the last episode, him getting sick and his teammates getting sick, they would have to be heavily favored. I don't even remember who they're playing, but they would have to be heavily favored. But instead, oh, it's Kansas City. But instead, they're seven point underdogs because they're all out. <laughs> uh, so, you know, week to week, it's who who are you getting? And when we go through the Steelers schedule, the week one win is very impressive. They beat the Bills. I was not expecting them to beat the Bills. I expected the Bills to come out and be world beaters. Now, week one was weird. Always. Week one, things didn't happen the way I expected them to. Probably you expect them to. I'll say as much as I don't like the Packers, they're sitting at 7-1 and one right now. Look like a pretty darn good football team. But week one, they lost 38-3 to three to the Saints, who are good. They're not great. But, like, certainly, like, that doesn't make sense. Um, and I feel like that's kind of what happened with the Bills as well. And I will also say the Bills were a team. I don't follow them super closely, but I'm pretty sure they were kind of on that. Our quarterback is super good. He's an MVP candidate. We don't give him reps. So, like, he came in very few reps in the preseason, if any. I mean, I don't even remember what he did in the last game or whatever it was, game three. But, like, I think he was not really playing um, maybe not playing at all. And if he didn't get any or not enough preseason reps, he is way too young to be coming into a season clicking on all cylinders. Yeah. Um, you know, if the argument would be for like Aaron Rodgers, somebody that's a veteran that's played 10 years, he's only got a couple years experience. Um, he needs those games and like they were just not clicking week one. Yeah. So and to, to your point it, that uh, third precinct season game was Packers against Buffalo Bills of Jordan Love versus Kurt Benkert famous household yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all right you're not gonna For play sure. him at all okay but yeah yeah so i i don't think they played him at all and he's he's a super young guy i think he's like 25 mm-hmm. so he doesn't have 10 years of experience to to rest on he came out rusty in week one and that's just kind of what i'm getting at like the bills now like i don't want to face them they are good mm-hmm. facing them week one when they've got a lot of rust to knock off that okay that's a good time to do it and what did the steelers have but they have a extraordinarily veteran and well-rested quarterback who can hop in and be more likely to run the show in week one. So just that continuity that the Steelers have, um, I think would give them the edge and they took advantage and won that game. Then they went on to lose to the Raiders, which I think the Raiders are pretty good, but they lost. Then they lost to the Bengals and that game wasn't all that close. They lost 24 to 10. The Bengals again, pretty good. But I know a team that beat the Bengals and made them look not that great. <laughs> and that was the Chicago Bears. Yeah. And if I remember that game correctly, which I'm pretty sure I do because I watched it pretty closely, <laughs> that game 
was actually a blowout until they had a chance late, but like it was not a close game. We were dominating them. Um, and kind of garbage time and silly penalties made it a closer game, but still a pretty comfortable Bears win. And so I know you can't just say like, oh, this, you know, this to that, and it's week to week, but we played the Bengals in a similar time of the season as they did. And uh, it's not super impressive on their part. They also lost to the Packers in almost the exact same fashion we did. Um, and then, so at that point, they were one and three, and now they're four and three because they rattled off three more wins. By the way, their first win is a week one. Uh, they, okay, they had less rust than everybody else win. Mm-hmm. And then their last three were the Broncos, who started reeling, yep. the Seahawks, who didn't have Russell Wilson, so they had just lost their quarterback, and uh, the Cleveland Browns, who have just lost their quarterback. So two of their last three wins were against teams that lost their franchise quarterback. That's really hard for teams to overcome. And those, those replacements are really fresh. Like, Oh, we just lost Baker Mayfield. Right. The Russell Wilson one, one was like, that was the first game. Yeah. Like, Oh, we just lost him right now. We don't know what to do without him. And, and they won in overtime. So it's not even like they like took care of a, injured Seahawks team, they barely took care of business against a very depleted Seahawks team. So I feel like they've been kind of, uh, you know, benefited just because of circumstance. Mm -hmm. They're four and three. And I, I think all of their wins have like asterisks or like, (laughs) "Eh, it's only, it's only kind of impressive. Right. Yeah, I would 100% agree with all that. Yeah, the, the quality of the wins is poor. And again, yeah, like your, your point about um, their opposing team just losing QBs left and right. Like, if the Bears were doing the same thing, the the narrative would be how none of these wins really count, um, that they will be found out soon. But, uh, and I, I understand how the NFL works. Like, you just have to take the wins and losses as they come. But, I don't know. The fact that the Vegas odds are so heavily skewed, I have to think it's because the Bears games that were in primetime were kind of embarrassing, and early in the season when Justin Fields was not comfortable, um, you know, were embarrassing, like the, the three-point game and, um, you know, just the nine sacks, whatever. That, that stuff, like, really is very um, publicly embarrassing, but it only counts for one win. And now we're here going into week nine with what I think is a better team. I, I completely agree with you. I, I do think we are the better team. I think what maybe Vegas is seeing, and this is a little unfortunate because the last two weeks, um, it, it happened in different ways and it tells a weird story. But like I would say through six weeks, our defense did a really good job of like, Ben, don't break. We gave up a lot of yards, but we really didn't give up points. Mm-hmm. And then Tampa Bay kind of broke their steam on that. Yeah. And it really was a result of poor special teams and turnovers and Tom Brady starting like in scoring position. And so you're giving, you know, the most experienced player that's ever played the game a plus scoring opportunities and he's taking advantage and they're scoring touchdowns on those. And all of a sudden you give up all the points, but Last week, the defense looked pretty bad. And so I think it's a combination of they're remembering those really bad offensive duds 
not accounting for the fact that, oh, the offense actually looked pretty darn good last week. And then they're saying, oh, well, the defense also has now shut down. And it's like, well, did it shut down? Like, I'm, I haven't totally lost faith in the defense. I think kind of like the Bears offense has done throughout the season. I think the Bears defense is going to respond. I think they're going to be okay against the Steelers. And a couple reasons I think they're going to be okay. I think the Steelers are not a good offensive team. All right. So they are a defense's slump buster. <laughs> they are, They are. you know what, um, we, we can handle them. Uh, also, you know, I would say some of our biggest issues are like when we totally blow coverages over the top and whatever. I don't know that Big Ben can even make that pass. <laughs> uh, so... Like, it's going to really play into, I think, like, Roquan Smith's favor and stuff like that. And I think he'll be able to have a good game. Yeah. Um, I think he'll ha- I think he'll be in a lot of action. And, you know, I don't know who all is going up front. I know we are missing a lot of players on the defensive side of the ball. We're missing a lot of players on the offensive side of the ball, too. We're yep. certainly not full strength. But I, I like our chances. Um, I do not think this is, like, a huge, we're outmatched, any of that stuff. The Steelers have a good defense, um, but I really like what our offense did last week. I think what our offense did last week, we can do against a good defense. Yes, sir. So, yeah, your point about Big Ben basically not being able to make those deep passes anymore. Um, To me, Big Ben is like the bizarro version of Tom Brady in just about every way, where it's like, from the beginning, Tom Brady really excels in the structure of a given play. He always knows what the defense is doing at every level. He understands how his routes um, complement compared to what is happening. And he always knows how to maximize short passing to get yards after the catch. Like He's, ama- he's the best probably ever at doing that. And Big Ben, even in his prime, was not that guy. He was a deep passing guy who um, really, really uh, excelled outside the structure of the play. So he's... Um, deep passings, he had great deep accuracy, uh, good decision-making on deep balls, and he was able to get outside structure. He's a big dude who took a lot of hits um, and was able to make stuff happen outside that. Um, that is not the case anymore. <laughs> He's uh, like hilariously old, and this kind of continues the the bizarro Tom Brady thing of like, Tom Brady seems to be aging like kind of backwards. He's only getting like more fit somehow as he gets into his 40s. Uh, mm-hmm. Big Ben is aging in dog years, and he... Uh, I don't know. Like seven years at a time, <laughs> he is so slow. He's so he reminds slow. me of like what Peyton Manning looked like in his late thirties. Yeah. Like, oh God! Yeah, like how when Peyton Manning was that old, there were all these like pieces about how he like needed help getting his shoes off, but it was all in reverence, talking about how much this man has given to the game. And if anyone liked Big Ben, they would probably be making those articles too. But since he's like not really that well liked, they're just like, yeah, he's old and slow. Watch, watch this clip of him falling over. It's great. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah. And I guess continuing the analogy, like, um, Tom Brady is like super fit, like health conscious. Big Ben is only getting fatter every year, um, which is not helping his athleticism in any way. Um, but what is fascinating to me is so big Ben, like he started to age poorly, like maybe, I don't know, 10, 11 years into his career, probably like the, the warning signs yeah. were there, I would say. Um, yeah, but he had a good career to that point. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so actually that's a good point. I wanted to do one more impromptu, uh, coach Bob trivia. Coach Bob trivia. Okay. 
So, uh, the coach of the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, he's played or he's been the coach for 15 years. How many losses? He hasn't aged one year (laughs) in those 15 years. He looks identical. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he looks great, man. It's good for him. I need to find his regimen. Um, so yep. <laughs> 15 years, how many losing seasons has he had as a coach? Mike Tomlin? Yes, sir. One? Zero. He's had zero Shoot. losing seasons. That's insane. Isn't that insane? That is. And so I think, obviously, he's had Big Ben for basically his whole career. But I think it just speaks to how good of a coach he is. Like, his team, his defense is always competent. Like, he just, um, he was the team that first kind of discovered uh, how to beat, God, what linebacker. Anyway, I'm getting off. But anyway, yeah, the, he just always has a competent team. He never makes stupid mistakes, like, as embarrassing as Matt Nagy seems to make on a weekly basis. Like, you are never going to get a foolish break in the way you deal with other worst coach teams. Um, so for sure, that's the one asterisk. So z- zero losing seasons, and uh, well, Mike Tomlin calls the plays, right? I think so. Okay, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. I was just <laughs> going with that, like, 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 like. I, I don't know for sure, but yeah. I thought I was going with the like. Oh well, yeah, you can impact the game other ways. <laughs> like, you can prove that you're a competent head coach without being the guy that calls plays. He may call plays though. I just. Uh, I, and maybe he did at one point as well. But I feel like when I watch him, he is like the guy that is following the flow of the game and not necessarily all the other stuff. But I'm sorry, yeah. I've interrupted your trivia twice in a row. <laughs> no, you're great. Um, and yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm looking up now that he does not call plays, of course, because, yeah, that's how you do well as a head coach. Um, but yeah, just in general, like talking about Ben Roethlisberger aging in dog years being the reverse Tom Brady... Um, so we talked about, like, the warning signs were there, maybe 10, 11 years into his career. So 12 years into his career, 2015, um, how many contract extensions do you think his ta- team gave him in 2015 beyond? I guess this is a little bit of a spoiler because we are now in 2021. But it's... So you're saying how many, not up to that point, but since then? Yeah. Five. <laughs> Pretty much. I think he's had four contract extensions. Okay. Yeah, they're going year at a time because he's old and falling apart. Yes, and uh, which is so funny to me. Uh, his last contract extension was a one-year uh, this year for fourteen million. Um, but it's just crazy. Like he's so old and so rickety. Like as bad as people feel about the Bears QB situation, like it must be heartbreaking to watch the Steelers re-sign him over and over. And. Uh, well, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. I was thinking about that with this game. Like, I do think the Steelers are the better coach team. I even think the Steelers have the better defense. Oh. But I don't think our defense is bad. Mm-hmm. I just think they have the better defense. And I just want to stand our two quarterbacks next to each other and be like, who do you think should have the ball in their hands <laughs> with the game on the line? <laughs> this old... Old, heavy, out of shape guy who can't throw downfield anymore, <laughs> or this mannequin who can literally do everything. <laughs> what? Like Pittsburgh has to be like literally. It, it's so like Pittsburgh has to be sitting there right now, going, "God, how do we contain this kid?" Right. They didn't hit him. He had a hundred yards on the ground. He can throw it long. 
He can extend plays. And the Bears are like, he will be standing five steps back for the first two to three seconds. Like, you know where he will be, <laughs> period. Because there's not another spot he can get to. <laughs> right. And uh, so this is why, I guess it brings me to the point of, I think this is a great matchup. You call it a kind of slump buster for the defense. I think this is a great matchup for our defense. Um, or Is this the game you're talking about as a slump buster for the defense? Yeah. Um, because I don't know if Eddie Jackson's going to be out this week. Do we know that yet? I don't know. Um, I, I thought I thought he was questionable with that hamstring. Okay, uh, if he is out, which I hope he isn't, because he is he's good. Um, at least as a coverage safety. If he's not, I think this is the best game for that because the deep threat just isn't there. Um, so if we're missing that star free safety, like we can make do this game. They're gonna need to be, you know, doing more intermediate passing, and uh, I think that is going to be our strength. Roquan's an awesome coverage linebacker. And yeah, to your point, like their quarterback can't move, and we have Khalil Mack. And I know Akeem Hicks is not at 100. percent Honestly, neither is Khalil Mack. But like, even I don't know, uh, like 90 percent of a Khalil Mack is like 90 percent of a Mack truck. Like it's still going to kill you. It's just you know, it, it's still rad. It. So I don't know. I I completely hear you. I'm just trying to look up right now if uh, if we know if he's out or not. Yeah. So I don't think much came out from this week yet. Yeah. It says he's questionable for week nine. And I think last week there were quite a few struggles on defense. Um, Eddie Goldman didn't have a good game. Uh, Keem Hicks, you know, is still battling that groin injury. Cleo Mack had a foot injury. Or, I'm sorry, Cleo Mack was out. Uh, Robert Quinn had just come back from COVID. Um, and all that stuff, like, that's a lot of attrition. And so one more week for those guys to get kind of right. Um I think this is going to be, yeah, the slump buster for the defense, for sure. This is a great matchup for them. Uh, I think uh, Kendall Vildor and Jalen Johnson can kind of shake it off a little bit, and uh, oh, this is going to be a fun one, man. I'm, I'm excited for the defense. I could be wrong on this, too, but I'm looking up on uh, CBS's Chicago Bear injuries, um, and it says Khalil Mack is questionable for week nine. I feel like they talked about sitting him for a while, though. They're just listing him as questionable. Hmm. But I don't know for sure. I, I feel like, unless I'm reading this wrong, it says Tariq Cohen is expected to return week nine. What? And David Montgomery is expected to return week nine. I must be reading that wrong. Whoa. That would be crazy. I mean, Tariq Cohen couldn't even walk like four weeks ago. Yeah, maybe that's wrong. I, I, I don't that'd be know. great. Like, I mean, at some point, Tevin Jenkins is going to get off off the the hospital bed and start playing football too. I don't know. <laughs> well, Larry Borum, I feel like all of a sudden was back. Yeah, that was great. Uh, man, I thought he played really well. I thought he played great. <laughs> like, my God, especially compared to his predecessor, but. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like, just his first game as a rookie midway through the season against a very good pass rush. Like, just seeing that is like, yes. Like, the the young core that we have been hoping for is is developing. It's So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And, I man, that would be fantastic if Montgomery and Cohen were back. If not, um, I think Khalil Herbert has proven to – he's not, like, electric, but he's a playmaker. Um He's had a hell of a game the past couple weeks, so. 
So I'm reading another one on Yahoo Sports, and it says, David Montgomery suffered a knee sprain on in week four. He's missed three games. He's eligible to return from IR this week. Mm. So it does say he's eligible to return from IR this week. I don't know what that means. Sure. But well, I will say, looking at my stats, that Dave Montgomery is the toughest son of a bitch um, on the planet. So these are what the stats say. I can't verify that. But yeah, um, yeah, he's he's absurd. So if yeah, I mean, if he can, he probably will, which would be awesome. Yeah, and I'm not saying they should all rush back. I just, I mean, and maybe they're all just listed as questionable and they'll all be out, but. Mm-hmm. It at least feels like sooner than later. I will say, even though uh, Tariq Cohen wasn't walking well uh, a few weeks ago, they did show him like dancing around on the sidelines in this last game. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, and he was like, he looked really like good spirits, loose, bouncing around, which is all good news for you know somebody who's not back yet. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, oh, you feel confident enough to do that. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, and from what I read, as far as why he was in a brace earlier this year, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like permanent damage. It was like he did the initial, it had the initial knee surgery, and they went back and checked on it a couple months later and did a, a final scope to clear out any scar tissue that was like still there. And that was like a much more minor surgery. Uh, my wife does knee replacements as a nurse all the time. And talks about how like that's a very common thing. So um, the turnaround for that is much less than the the initial you know ACL tear. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah, man, that would be fantastic. Uh, I will say, yeah, the run games against each other will be interesting. Pittsburgh Steelers have that, uh, first round pick from this season. Uh, Najee Harris is a running back who is like slowly progressed to be pretty darn good. So I think mm-hmm. it'll be kind of a duking running game. Yep. Uh, is there anything we're starting to wrap up here. Is there anything you want to see from the Bears offense that would be like the key to you think having a successful offense and scoring points? Our offense? Yes, sir. Yeah, I think uh I didn't want to talk about it because I'm worried about it. <laughs> so that's why I think it's the key. Mm-hmm. Is um I'm pretty sure that historically under Mike Tomlin and their defensive coordinators and over the last several years the Pittsburgh Steelers have led the league in sacks. And um, I'm pretty sure they have a Watt, TJ Watt, who's uh, about as good as it gets. And last time we had somebody like that on the line, it was a problem for us. Um, I feel like we need to handle and have a plan for the blitz. And it's they get sacks, but it is not. Uh, it is not four-man pressure coverage sacks. It is blitz sacks. It is, we are coming for you sacks. So if there's not a quick read route, if there's not a bubble screen, if there's not a tunnel screen or, you know, any of the, we talked about them however long ago was traps, delayed handoffs, whatever it is, if there's not a bunch of those things in the back pocket to call to beat the blitz, we're screwed, which scares me a little because that's coaching. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and wait, well, coach, it, if we can handle with that, our head coach is clueless. He's proven he's <laughs> clueless. Four years here. 
<laughs> he's right. He's right. <laughs> and like, so if we, you know, I'll say I haven't been disappointed with Bill Lazor's play calling really. So if he can, if he can have those things, you know, on call and, and I'll also say, I feel like Bill Lazor's thrown more screens. The only problem I have with the screens is for whatever reason, maybe because we're on a rookie quarterback and a fourth string running back, uh, they develop a little slowly, and then we have uh, our O-line get too far downfield. So, like, I don't know how many times we have to get an ineligible man downfield before we realize we can't cross the line of scrimmage before that ball comes out. Mm. Um, and I know that means develop it faster, but at the same time, like, stop pressing down the field. Wait. It's a screen. It's okay to let the guy go by. Don't run downfield. Uh, you got to hold for another second or whatever. So if they can get that all sorted out, which, by the way, I'm just a guy sitting on the couch watching Bears games. And, you know, like you watch those much more closely than I do. But like as a Bears fan, being able to pick that stuff up, these coaches should be all over that. If they can get that stuff figured out and dialed up, I think we're going to be okay. So basically, I think the game comes down to how do the Bears handle the blitz? If we can manage the blitz, I think we win this game. If if it's a train wreck, it'll just kill too many drives. We'll we'll get behind the chains. We'll run on second and fifteen, and the drive will be over. Um, and I don't want those to be drive killers. Yes. So if we can handle the blitz, we win this game. Yes, sir. And uh, God willing, if we do have an extra capable running back in there, like Dave Montgomery's shown to be a decent. Um, blocker out of the backfield. Uh, actually, Khalil Herbert, I thought, was impressive in that regard. Um, he did really well with that, too. I totally agree. Yeah, and uh, Larry Borum, that's, all these things help. Um, but, yeah, that's going to come down to coaching, like you said. Um, the thing that I would love to see that I have kind of complained about arguably too much um, is the predictiveness of the Bears' offensive play calling. Uh, and that's kind of three, three-tiered. Uh, one being situational, where it's like, first and second down, and they just always seem to run it. Um, like I, I think I said last episode, how they were leading the league in second and long uh, runs, which is um, just a big no-no. You do not want to be that team. Um, so They were second to the Jaguars, but yes. Yes, thank you, yes. Yep. So that's really bad. But in general, just like that situational play calling, like please be less predictable. Like I know the thought is we want to help, quote-unquote, our young QB out by – putting the onus on the running game, but all you're really doing is forcing him into obvious passing situations on third down over and over, um, which was something that uh, Coach Fox got a lot of flack for um, when he was considered one of the dumbest coaches in the league, and then he retired not long afterwards, and I think now he mumbles on SportsCenter or something. Um, so that's one of the three tiers is situational. Be less predictable there. Uh, the second is personnel usage. Uh, the Bears are very predictable in their personnel usage that clue towards passing or running. Like their passing plays tend to be pretty wide receiver heavy, and their running plays tend to be pretty tight end or even fullback, tight end or fullback heavy. Um, and the part of that, the third tier, is the formation where their formations and personnel with like 75% accuracy, you can tell if it's going to be a run or pass, just because the the running game just doesn't look like the passing game yet. Um, that was on our Twitter account, if anybody here follows that. Um, I know the millions do, but um, I put up a play from the Lions game I thought was hilarious, where it was an obvious passing play, um, 
because all the receivers were wind out super wide. And um, it was only like, it was your second or third down, but it, it could have been feasibly a situation where you could run, but they very obviously chose to pass, and they even had a running back in the backfield, and they didn't even attempt to play action in that situation. They just like put it, just no effort at all to even pretend like they weren't passing and put the onus all on fields. And that's something that like desperately needs to stop for the passing game to be anything close to competent. So, yeah, that's those are my two cents. But would you like to put some points on the board for this one? Yes. Despite the Bears being heavy road underdogs, I am going to go 2017 Bears. 2017 Bears. Okay. I think they're going to keep the offense rolling a little bit like last week. By the way, 20 points is rolling for the Bears. <laughs> and I think the defense is going to have that little slump buster game. They're going to tighten it up a little bit. And I don't think either of these teams blows up and scores a lot. All right, Ryan. If I'm looking, I'm trying to do some mental math here. I think the Steelers are averaging like 21 points a game this season, something like that. I feel like it's if that. Oh, cool. I think their highest scoring game of the season when I looked at it was 27. Yeah. And they've also scored not a lot. Yeah, against the Broncos. Yeah, and then the two weeks prior, they scored 10 against the Bengals. Whew. Um, hmm, interesting. Yeah, I'm just, I'm so hesitant to ever predict uh, the Bears offense to work. Um, <laughs> Especially back-to-back weeks. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to say, hmm. I'm going to say 17-14. Bears. 17-14. Bears. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I think it's going to be a grinded out kind of game. I, I could totally see that. Especially like if the run game goes for a while and then there's some some defensive plays that kill drives and the, the you know the drives are longer. Like we talked about earlier, um, it's funny. We scored 22 in the last game, and so I watch a lot of basketball also. And I think it's really funny because in basketball, there's uh, they they have obviously have the score, but like almost more importantly than that, they give the what were your points per 100 possessions, because um, what really matters is how efficient you are. And if you just play faster or slower, you're going to score more or less points and you may or may not be actually more efficient. Like it might not be beneficial to have those extra points and the bears scored 22, but they only had like eight possessions or something like that. They might not even had eight possessions. They might've had seven, but like seven or eight possessions in the whole game. Well, the game before where they scored a very impressive three points, they had 14 possessions, but it's like, if you matched that, that we'd have 45 points last week. Like, <laughs> like that is not a fair comparison to say that they had half as many opportunities, you know? So some of these teams that are scoring and putting up big points, like, Oh, they put up 40 points. So, Oh, did, did they have 11 or 12 cracks at it? Like, yeah, that's good. But that's a lot of attempts. Uh, the bears, they, they just played that really slow, low-scoring, and they managed to give up 33 points in a low-scoring game because they literally got scored on every time. Right. You know, it, that was the part that was frustrating. was like, man, we can't stop anybody last week. 
Um, but I think they'll do better than that this week. And I think we'll be in okay shape. But yeah, just last week I thought was a much better offensive output than it seemed like on paper mm-hmm. because we just didn't have the uh, didn't have the possessions. Yes, sir. Well, it'll be a fun one. I think I think this will, if nothing else, be a, like an entertaining game. Like I think this is competitive for both fields. Seems to be getting better every week. Yeah, this will be at least fun looking forward to it sir all right is there any other points you want to hit before we get out of here um i'll just say and then you can kind of wrap this up sir that i just tonight registered for my booster shot for me and my wife as well as vaccine shots for my two children because they are finally age eligible age eligible and i say my two children I have three, but one kid can't get the shot still. So, Hell yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, that dovetails in nicely to the wrap-up, uh, which is if anyone here is listening and has not gotten the COVID vaccine or the booster yet, uh, we urge you to do so or at least looking to do so. You can uh, register to get it pretty much anywhere, like, Pick it, Walgreens, uh, CVS, like the airport, wherever you want to go, there's probably somebody with a free shot trying to help you uh, be safer for you and your family against the COVID-19 virus. So there is a toll-free number. You can call 1-800-CDC-INFO. That's 1-800-232-4636. That will answer any questions you have. They have uh, you know, folks standing by to uh, give you the real facts, not the Facebook facts. Um don't be an Aaron Rodgers. Uh, be, be a be a Bears fan and uh, get the vaccine, get the booster, protect yourself and the people around you. Uh, it's just just the right thing to do. Um, so that's all I got. Coach Bob, you good? Absolutely. All right, bear down. <laughs>